Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Vancouver Real Estate Audio Experience Podcast. I am Jay McInnes, and today we're going to be talking about a topic, actually, that we touched on last week as well, um, which is open houses. Uh, Today, specifically, what do realtors actually do at open houses? We're talking about this again because this is... uh, commonly asked on topic uh, if open houses are worth it why they might be worth it from a seller's perspective of course if i'm going to open my house up to the public do we like do we really need to do that Um, there's obviously a a level of nervousness that potential sellers have kind of opening their home up and all their potential possessions uh, to the public disclaimer uh, always use common sense if you are selling your home and you are living in it that uh, the public will be walking through the home and as much as we can as agents want to try and stay with everyone if the open house is busy uh, we don't have eyes on everyone at all times of course so uh, hide your valuables is the uh, the disclaimer here uh, anyway, I wanted to touch on this again because, uh, yeah, this is, is such a commonly asked question. So I wanted to dive into a few more aspects of uh, the open house and what exactly it consists of and so on and so forth. Because this is uh, very much uh, a conduit between your home and the uh, the seller or sorry, the buyer and a very valuable one because this is one where your agent can actually get in front of and speak directly most of the time to the buyers. So this can be very, very, very lucrative, uh, if you will, in in streamlining information that the buyer hears uh, directly, not necessarily filtered through their own agent. So after you've gone through and picked your agent, of course, this is is one of the uh, things I always suggest you having a checklist and questions for the agents that you're interviewing. Uh, specifics about uh, working open houses should definitely be on that list. This will give you some more insights into what you might want to ask an agent when you're interviewing them uh, based on their opinions, uh, of course, on this topic and and others that we've discussed on picking one to move forward with and actually represent your property uh, so you know that you're getting someone that's uh, on the same page as you expectations-wise and that they're doing what... uh, what they should be doing. So <clears throat> first question here, uh, what your realtor will do at an open house. So the the house itself is is obviously the, the focal point here. So before the open house, as we discussed before, your agent is gonna go through with you what they believe needs to be done to the home, uh, what, what we can do to the home to really highlight uh, the key aspects of the home and to make the home feel more inviting, more warm, more neutral, uh, and really kind of, for lack of better words, paint the home with a a generic palette, uh, as a generic palette for anyone wanting to come in for a variety of reasons. Highlighting the benefits, of course, but not making it too personalized that they lose uh, touch with the specific aspects of the home. Uh, So once the house is kind of set up, uh the open house isn't so much what people think in the sense of just okay post it two to four on saturday and sunday the door is open people can come through and if they have any questions they can ask because there's an agent present 
this is, in our opinion, the open house is kind of, like I said at the start, the first point where you can actually engage directly with buyers and as many p potential buyers uh, as possible. So this is a huge opportunity uh, for the cat catching of buyers, if you will, for lack of better words again, uh, to, to sit in front of them and really give them as much perspective as we can from our side, selling side, on the values uh, and aspects of the home. So we can, we can create that channel of information flow and, and really convey what we're selling here to them. Um, it's, it's, it's really interesting actually. The, the, the perception out there is, is, is quite different. I've, I've come to notice over the, uh, over the years, but this is, this is probably one of the most powerful sales tactics we can do instead, in addition to all of the uh, actual, and I'd suggest more so than the actual marketing of the home itself, uh, actually opening up this channel of, of direct access to these buyers. And this leads me to the second uh, point, the difference between a good realtor and a bad realtor. So, um, I'll just touch on it briefly because I don't want this to go negative or anything like that. A bad realtor, in, my, in our opinion, or, or not a bad realtor, but someone who's not maximizing an open house opportunity is someone who will simply come in, put the sign up, sit on the kitchen table on their laptop the whole time and just kind of be, a, be there ready for questions that any potential buyer may have. That's a, an agent, in our opinion, that is, is in no way, shape or form utilizing the opportunity that's in front of them. And most importantly, kicking you out of the house for two hours so we can uh, hold an open house. Definitely not uh, justifying y y your time going out of your way on the, on the weekends and staying away or out of the house to, uh, to do something like that. Most importantly, a good realtor, um, like I briefly touched on before, takes this opportunity as one that they can really paint a picture and engage with all the potential buyers that come through. So if there's an agent with these buyers or not, um, that's here nor there. If they're represented or not, or they just so happen to be with their agent that day or not, this is a, a way we can find out more specifics about the potential buyers that are coming through, taking the time out of their weekend to look at your property and really break down what they want, why they want it, if this works for them, how it really works for them, what things we can emphasize to them that we can, uh, after gathering information that we know will be most important to them. For example, if there's people that are coming in uh, that don't have kids, it's just a, a couple um, and we're selling a a four bedroom home. Obviously one of the first questions would be, is it just you guys or do you have, uh, do you have kids? So a question like that, even though they're not obviously walking around with their children, finding out if they have children by probing that question and asking them about their lives and why they're coming to the area and what they like about the area and are they familiar with the area? And if they have kids specifically, a lot of people are motivated, for example, by schools and amenities like parks and all that sort of stuff around. So by asking that and finding out if they have kids, I can then go down the channel of showing highlights uh, of aspects of the home and its position in its neighborhood and school catchment specifically is what I'm getting at uh, and start targeting what I believe they are or what they're telling me their, their, their search criterias are. So if they're saying we want to get into a nice quiet neighborhood and we want something with parks around, do you have kids? Yes, we have two. Okay, how old are they? Oh, great. Um, 
there's actually an elementary school three blocks down and a high school four blocks down. And these are key aspects of the area, why a lot of the neighbors have, have moved into the area. So finding common ground with these, these potential buyers and for the reason of highlighting, if they do or don't know, we're either highlighting uh, new information to them or we're re-emphasizing important information to them uh, of why the neighborhood would work perfectly for them. Paralleling that with the sellers, the sellers when they were in your position about your age moved into the neighborhood and they came here for the schools and were extremely happy with it and the community based around here with the schools. So all these sort of things, the engagement of the potential buyers directly is the key to these open houses. And you can imagine that if I was the agent just sitting on my computer not talking to anyone, these are questions and conversations that are key that I would never be in a position to have with the buyers being a non-proactive agent, we'll call it, instead of a bad realtor. Um, so really finding out who the buyers are, what their situation is, what they're looking for, where they're at in the buying process, have they offered on anything yet. Once we've established kind of the, the fundamentals of why they're looking and why we this property suits them so well, informing them, informing their agent, uh, these could be guys working with a comfortable agent that they've been working with in the past that aren't from the neighborhood. So we're informing both them and their agent of the key aspects of this property and why it would work so well for them. So never make assumptions. Um, never have expectations of knowledge that everyone walking in knows where they are, what they're looking at, why they're here, uh, that they know what you know um, as a seller having lived here. And that's our job really as to be as proactive as possible and use these open houses again to get in front of these potential buyers and really get that information flow going one-to-one with them and their agents so we can really convey what we're offering in full, much more so than the the quick paragraph that all the, the marketing content, though effective uh, and detail-oriented, it's never going to be the same as you presenting information kind of personally and, and directly based on a conversation at hand. Uh, so beyond that, obviously, we're always trying to, to build that emotional connection uh, between potential buyers and the home and why it would work best for them and the back patio overlooks the park and with kids, the kids are gonna be in the park and when you're barbecuing in the summer on your back patio, looking over the kids in the park, these things are all tied into building that emotional connection of having the buyer being able to see themselves living now in your home and living amongst your amenities and within the walls and the layout of your home and how it would how it worked so great for you or the current seller uh, and why it would work so great for them, the new buyer of the property. So really getting that emotional connection uh, kind of started and, and putting these key aspects in the heads of all the potential buyers so they know fundamentally what they're looking at. If they just drove straight from the last open to this, maybe they didn't pass the schools on the way. Maybe they didn't pass the parks. Maybe they didn't pass the local tennis courts uh, or the local little village village uh, amenity that, uh, that the neighborhood has with the coffee shops and the, the, the restaurants and so forth. So informing them, don't have any assumptions that they already know all this stuff. And really building that community feel for them right there and just simply showcasing the best features of the home and the neighborhood and, and all aspects that, uh, that we find out would, can, may, and are uh, value propositions for these potential buyers. Um, finally, 
It's not just about the open house. Of course, there's a, a huge run up to the open house. The way we do things is we have all the media ready and up front pushed when the listing goes live, ideally at the start of a week. So the media is out in the world and sinking in to uh, potential buyers. And then the open house is the last step of the process for them. So they've seen the virtual tours and the videos and the photos and the floor plans and everything. Uh, So walking through the home is just one last step of clarification that they can touch the home and it feels the way it looks. And the layout is as they've seen, that they're already familiar with. So by doing it kind of backwards that way, by the open house being the last step uh, for us is, is really one of, we're opening a door to already warm, qualified potential buyers because they've already seen all aspects of the marketing. And uh, we are then not wasting any time by just having people walking in off the street because it's a nice sunny day and they've got nothing better to do, which very well may happen, but the, the bulk of our, of our traffic is going to be from warm potential clients that already, or potential buyers that already know what they're walking into because they've already seen all the marketing. And then again, on the other side of the open house is the fun part, which is uh, well, the marketing and the open ends, all that's kind of fun. But the, the crunch time, if you will, when the follow-up takes place, following up with all the potential buyers and, uh, or their agents, and really getting to the bottom of what they liked about it, what they didn't, if this is something that they're interested in, uh, did they have any other further questions that may not have been answered in the, in the open? And of course, uh, conveying all information that may be needed to get an offer together and try and stimulate these potential buyers to uh, put pen to paper and, and get the ball rolling on an offer that they feel would work for them just so we can get that negotiation started. That's it for now. Uh, that's kind of the, the Coles notes of, of this part. I've gone on a little longer than I wanted. Uh, if you do have any further questions on this topic of open houses and what do realtors actually do at open houses or what we believe they, of course, should do at open houses, please feel free to touch base. J at McInnesMarketing.com, 604-771-4606. I look forward to filling you in on the next topic next week. Bye now.